Hello and welcome back to the Harry Man Show, episode 85. Today we have a good friend, Tommy Bavardos. So yeah, uh, Tommy's here. He's going to talk about his history in playing drums, what he's been through, and uh, his William Drumheads. He's a big endorser for him, and we're going to hear a lot about the product. How you doing, Tommy? Good, man. How are you? It's glad to be here. Yeah, uh, we went about a couple of weeks ago, and you introduced me to the product, and I've been digging them. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, dude. Yeah. Most people get happy when they first uh, try them out. It's just taking the chance. Yeah, and I, I obviously you point out I like them for low tuning, but they've been taking a beating for my daily uh, routine here. So I have definitely noticed that as well. The durability is ridiculous, especially on the model that you have with the reinforcing dot and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, and those are a two ply as well too. Yeah, yeah. So Tommy, uh, I always like going into the origin story. Um, let's go. What got you into drums in the first place? Well, way back when, many, many moons ago, um, 80s kid, you know, growing up with MTV and all that, I just always looked at the drums like, uh, the drummers just look cool, man. Just mm -hmm. hitting all that kind of stuff, you know. Mom wanted piano lessons. I tried that for a year. Ironically, couldn't get separation between my hands mm. to be able to play a piano. But they give me a pair of drumsticks. I just pretty much beat up all the Tupperware and just made it happen that way. Yeah. So were you taking lessons or was it just kind of a, a self-taught? experience for you a little bit of both at first it was all self-taught you know making my fake little drum kit off of uh pots and pans and trying to emulate the guys on tv and my best friend michael moore um we grew up together doing it mm -hmm. you know and um yeah it was just it just looked like really cool and you know started trying to emulate what we were seeing and asking a lot of questions and all that in junior high um is when I had my first taste of actually seeing a real drummer uh, who turned out to be my teacher for about a year by the name of Ed Mars. What was he playing with? Oh, he had a, God dang, dude, this thing is still killer. It's a uh, double bass Ludwig Vistalite kit, and he had pasty 2002s all throughout, and, and he did a clinic at my uh, junior high. Really? Yeah, and there was only two of us in the whole clinic. <laughs> that wanted to be fuck? drummers, man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we went in there, and, yeah, man, I was like, there it is, and it's been nonstop ever since. So how long did you spend uh, teaching or studying under him? Uh, in and around a year, you know. Uh, Single-parent household, you know, money was real tight, so mm. um, mom tried to make it happen as best she could, and, you know, it was just absorb. You know, but MTV was probably the biggest teacher at first. So who were the big influences for you? I'm Starting out, obviously, Neil Peart. Nice. Driving me crazy. Uh, Will Calhoun, Living Color. That was another one. When Vivid came out with Cult of Personality, I'm like, oh, man, that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, but literally at the beginning, it was just huge, huge Rush fan. Huge. Nice. Like, we didn't even know what the damn hi-hat was called. I was calling him you know those two <laughs> symbols that are jumping up and down and he would ask his buddies when he because we were at different schools uh -huh. you know uh hey what's that symbol called that does this oh that's a hi-hat you know but i was just enthralled with the way neil played mm -hmm. his power and all of that let and me guess moving pictures was a big one uh, of course yeah, yeah nice you know and then it just kind of started to snowball from there so were you into progressive bands what were your first bands like oh god what like that i was listening to Oh, in. Oh, that I was in? Um, well, the first band I was in, we were doing more uh, alternative-type stuff. Nice. You know, um, Primus, 
Fugazi, and then we started getting a little bit of fishbone and a little bit of ska, that kind of deal. But that was at first because, you know, hey, I could overplay, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And was that here in Phoenix or a different town? No, um, I was born and raised Santa Monica, so this was oh, all. Oh, you just literally told me that, yeah. Yeah, nice. there was, this was uh, in uh, L.A. I started nice. doing that, so did the whole marching band thing, too, and all that, so it was cool. When, when did you come out to Phoenix? That was 2005, I want to say. Okay, cool. So you spent most of your life out there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What What was the LA scene like in the 90s? Was it like popping or was it just MTV? Everyone was, you know, excessive coming on TV. How was it back then? Um, well, there was the transition through all the hair bands and the heavy metal, mm-hmm. you know, and the, uh, you know, Nirvana pretty much came in and killed it, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> And uh, at that point, it w- there was kind of like a little bit of a gap towards a free-for-all, you know. Um, the grunge movement started to take over. So a lot of the, the huge shows you would see in Hollywood and stuff like that, that kind of simmered down. Um, bands were more uh, wanting to play more together and, and do shows together, and it was more about the vibe than it was. Like festival-wise. Yeah, yeah, it was that kind of thing. And But pretty much, yeah, just a free-for-all and... You know, so, there's so nothing scripted, you know? Sound like the ego, the ego kind of got shaken off at that time. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Because that hair metal is all about, you know, tough badass, like, fucking... Right. <laughs> and, I, and I was a little clean-cut kid. You know, I didn't have long hair or anything at that time, you know, because I was still in high school in the late 80s, right? Uh-huh. So in the 90s is when uh, my heyday started to happen. So, you know, I had the... Uh, I don't know, it looked like a tarantula crawled up on my head and died <laughs> type of hair, you know what I mean? With the with the jungle boots and, you know, torn up shirts and flannels. <laughs> you know, nice. that's how you rolled back then. So did you get to any experience of touring in those years? Or what acts were you playing with when it started to kind of pick up for you? Um, the first one that actually gained a lot of traction uh, was called uh, The Burning. And then uh, a band immediately after that, Burning Blue. And that, that was my first taste on really... You know, hitting the club scene uh, extremely hard, mm-hmm. you know, uh, playing a bunch of opening shows for bands and then working up to headliner status and things like that. Um, and then the record interests and all that kind of thing. That's pretty much where it started. That was the that's probably about 92 to 94, I want to say. So did that excite you or wear you out from that experience? Uh, at first, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, getting in front of record companies and producers and, you know, everything I thought I knew about drums at that point was completely wrong. Mm. You know, serve the song, you know, in the studio, having to be precise, having good time um, and uh, things like that. Because I was, I was severely an overplayer at that time. And then once you start getting in front of the uh, industry side, you know, of things, and especially with those guys and you're going into nice recording studios, you know, you get humbled real quick. Yeah. And, realize you're doing everything wrong so it was exhausting mm-hmm. you know because you just pretty much got to relearn everything um you know it, being a drummer right you got to be able to play to a click track and, uh, and sounds and stuff like that and do it relatively quick so that was the exhausting part but playing the shows and all that was always fun nice and then how long did it take you to kind of feel comfortable just kind of playing for the song oh that i want to say a good three four years mm-hmm. man there there was some uh i'm gonna call it ego smashing that yeah, went yeah. on you know what i mean yeah and were you guys playing with clicks back then live or was just kind of a free-for-all uh that was a free-for-all up until a band uh the main band that started to get traction for me 
uh, in particular was a band called The Kinship. Mm -hmm. And that one, uh, it was a great learning experience. It had to do with a lot of songwriting, melodies, uh, stuff like that, to where, you know, it wasn't about the drummer filling in all the space. In that band, it was more important to have pocket groove, and what you didn't play was more important than actually what you did. Yeah. You know, and in that, in that particular uh, band we were in, uh, God, we were like, what, an A-piece? Oh, eight? Eight people. Oh, yeah, wow. dude. And then we had, you know, Hammond B3 and, you know, backup singers, the whole nine yards. And we started using a click track live for that. Yeah, that's a lot of moving parts. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of push and pull. So did you feel better on stage when you have a big, full sound like that? Or did you like the openness? What was your take on that? I actually preferred playing live to a click. No, I mean, having a band with that many members, did you feel like oh. there's a lot more air behind you? Like, did it feel... Oh, yeah, when you go on stage with, with that many members, because some of the other bands were three-piece, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it was a little more comfortable. It was like we were all there enjoying the party, you nice, know what yeah. I mean, when we're on stage. Yeah, especially when you add keyboards to any element, it just makes everything meaty. It's hard to explain. Yes, it does. And your cymbal hits, your bass drum flow, it just, I don't know, it feels better. For me, it was a thing of, it was more people that I could uh, draw from. So <laughs> instead of doing big hero drum fills, right? The keyboard player, um, his name's Mike Mangan, by the way, exceptional freaking keyboard player. I mean, he just got off, you know, world tour with the cult, man. He's, oh, really? Yeah, he's just incredible, incredible musician. Um, he would say go to a high note, like if we're doing a double chorus towards the end, and that little high note would inspire me to do a little something on the hi-hat, and then let's go over to the bell of the ride instead of doing your typical... I'm just going to smash stuff. It, it forced me to become more musical because I would hit maybe a ghost note thing that the rhythm guitar player's doing. Or if the lead guitar player does a thing in the middle of a verse, that's where I'm going to go to a splash and then back over to the ride in the hi-hat, you know, maybe for the keys. Nice. So it opened up your vocabulary. Very much so. Yeah. Yep. So uh, kind of going to the next subject, you you're, you kind of told me your story personally. You're, it's kind of been an inspiration that, I want other people as well as yourself, want other people to hear, but let us know kind of what happened and how you kind of got back into drumming, what you're comfortable with. Well, long story short, um, I was out in the desert and I was walking back up to my car and I never saw the guy, but there was somebody out there that was target shooting. And uh, as soon as I was getting up to my car, walking up an embankment, four shots rang out Fuck. and it seemed like super close, I didn't know what happened. Um, and uh, it felt like I lost my footing, right? So mm -hmm. I dropped to the ground and uh, ended up in a ravine. Well, lo and behold, I got shot. Jesus <laughs> so, Christ. Yeah, I have a uh, 45 uh, slug that entered the rear of my right thigh and uh, ricocheted off my uh, femur and is now lodged in my right knee. Jesus, dude. So. You know, go through all that. The doctor says, you know, I'm going to have a hard time uh, walking on a good day specifically. I'll probably always use a cane on a bad day. I'll always have a walker. Drums are completely out of the question. You're not a drummer anymore. Jesus. So I don't take no for an answer. You know, I'm kind of stubborn and hard-headed. So I was like, you know, doctors practice medicine. Mm -hmm. So there's a possibility he could be wrong. Yeah. And I capitalized on that, started going to physical therapy. Um, they wanted me to do it once a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, what's the insurance going to cover? And they go, you can come here every day, which I did. 
nice five months train myself how to walk again not use a cane not use a walker it still gives me a little bit of fits but it at the end of the day you know having um such a love and a passion for the instrument mm -hmm. you know there's a will there's a way yeah you know i wasn't gonna let it stop me you know one way or the other now may you know was there a possibility i wouldn't be able to play the way i used to sure mm -hmm. um but you know you're very good i would have never known <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I fake it <laughs> yeah no i mean you're an excellent drummer if you would have never told me i would have never thought that you know what i mean i appreciate that dude but as you're re rehabilitating with drums on your mind or just more just kind of pushing through it what was getting into that like bug to go forward with it um i didn't want to be i didn't want to be that guy that you know you have to hold the door open for mm -hmm. you know um Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Feel sorry for me type of thing. It's like, no, this happened. Okay, well, let's figure out how we're going to make it unhappen and just keep moving forward. Yeah. And um, at that point, I, I didn't play drums. It had been, wow, from then till now, uh, we're going uh, what, 13 years, Jesus. 13, 14 years, something like that. So I didn't own drums anymore. I got rid of everything because after that, it was emotionally very painful yeah that's what yeah i can see that you know just having to say goodbye to the one thing i've done since i was like 10 years old you know and um got rid of everything put everything into storage you know like pictures you know articles stuff like that and people would go oh yeah aren't you a drummer blah 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 well i used to be yeah it was kind of just a, a bad memory at that point i started putting it in past tense mm. type terms you know yeah oh yeah you used to play drums no you still play no i don't you know, and I just kind of left it at that. So I'm living my life, still doing my thing with my leg. And uh, about two years ago, my wife's like, I'm pretty much just sick of looking at you. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you need to get back into playing drums. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I can. I mean, I didn't even go into a music store that whole time. You know, it was just too painful on the emotional part of it. It's like, you know, I really want to play, but then I can't. You know what I mean? Or I could see that being very hard to deal with. Yeah, it was, it was an emotional roller coaster. So on my birthday, she uh, says, hey, let's go take a ride someplace. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we end up at Guitar Center's parking lot over in uh, Tempe. Nice. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I know we're not going grocery shopping at Sprouts, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what, what is this? You know, because I didn't want anything for my birthday at Sprouts, you know? Yeah. Oh, you can give me a head of lettuce. We already what? got orange juice in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, <laughs> And so um, she goes, yeah, let's go into Guitar Center. And it was, man, I can't even, it was indescribable the amount of anxiety mm. that I had doing that. I mean, sweaty palms, like you wouldn't believe. I was like getting the shakes. I'm like, God damn, get a hold of yourself, man. I, I you don't know? find humor in a bad way. I just find humor in like understanding that could be like rattling. You know yeah. I mean? I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I was like, come on, Tommy, pull it together. You're better than that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like suck it up, dude. And so we go inside and I'm like, oh no, there's the symbol room. With all the snare drums, I'm like, no, I'm not going in there. So I'm just kind of standing there, just looking everywhere but at drum gear, you know. Yeah. And finally, she's just like, you know what? Quit being a pansy. Go in there and go hit some stuff, you know. And I'm like, God dang, I don't even own drumsticks anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. And I walked into that room, and all the emotions started flooding back of, you know, when I first started to play. Um recording sessions, all the little milestones, you know, just all these things started to happen. And I was like, God dang, dude, 
this is a trip. And I'm like sweating. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is nuts. That's a, like an emotional overload. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so she's like, well, happy birthday. Here's a Roland uh, TD-17. Jesus. KVX. It's a nice one. You know? Yeah. And uh, the guy over there was just like, look, if, if you know, we explained the situation that, you know, we hadn't played and all that. And um, he's like, well, if it doesn't work out, you can always return it. I'm like, man. So... We go home, we bring up this uh, this rolling kit, and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So her and my daughter, they both leave the room. And autopilot starts taking over. Oh yeah, hi-hat goes right here, here's a snare, you know, here are the toms, hey, yeah, plug in the cables, it started to become like second nature, and I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. Dude, that first day, I sat down and played. Granted, you know, I'm doing a tom fill, you know, my sticks are clicking all yeah. over the place and all that, um, it was, like riding a bike. It was just like riding a bike. Like I hadn't forgot a damn thing. I didn't have any muscle structure, mm-hmm. but it, it was like I never stopped. And, you know, and at, at that point, I, that first day I played for five hours, got blood blisters. Oh, yeah. My hands starting all over again there. Yeah. And I just could not stop. And at that point, the little fire got lit. So you have an awesome wife, by the way, too. I want to throw that in there. Have a what? Awesome wife to support oh, so, you on Oh, yeah, she is, man. She yeah. is, you know, and because I wouldn't have done it. I'd already relegated myself to I don't play games, mm-hmm. you know. So besides playing, were you starting to kind of, like, consume media again? Were you, like, like were you in, like, YouTube crazy, rabbit hole? Like, were you reading every modern drummer? Like, <laughs> did it start all over that? I mean, that, when it when it actually lit up again, yeah. yeah, it was totally like that. All of a sudden it was, okay, what's going on in drum world? I mean, I would, you know, I took a, what, a 13-year vacation. Yeah. You know, and uh, I come back to it, and everything's changed. I mean, the players, these guys that are coming up now are just incredible with the, yeah. with the you know, with the chops and just the ideas and just everything that's going on. So I was, like, absorbing all this stuff, like, in a ridiculous way. I was on, I was on mental overload, <laughs> like, big time. And, um, yeah, man, I sat down there, and... Uh, I didn't tell her this, but, you know, it'll be on the podcast or whatever, you know. I, I actually sat there, man, and, you know, a couple little tears came out, you know, because it, it was kind of like just sitting there and saying hi to to an old friend. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it was a real emotional thing, you know, and just it got lit after that, and then it was like, I'm leaving work early to come home and play oh, drums. You That's know, a new I'm, animal right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling in sick, you know, <laughs> all this stuff so I could play drums. And um, I just started recording videos over on my um, uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to work Instagram. My daughter had to show me this stuff, yeah. right, you know? And I, I was just filming covers just to document the process of, I, I think I did my first cover what three months after sitting on the acu- or on the electric kit, mm-hmm. and it was the Humpty Dance of all songs, mm-hmm. and I figured out how to do it, and I just started putting up songs to document my progression. Yeah, if, if I could do it again. Well, and I watched your videos. I would have never known there was any break there. To be honest with you. Oh damn, man. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're a good player. So I, I don't think you lost a lot. I think it kind of clicked right back in for you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I've been, I've been trying and, uh, you know, there's a funny story to that too, where, um, exactly my business partner with the Williams Drumheads when we met, you know, I hadn't even played an acoustic kit and he was going to demo some cymbals for me to check out Sentence Cymbals. Mm. 
And I sat down and started playing, and he goes, what, how long have you been playing? And I go, I just started like four months ago again on an acu- on a electric drum kit. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, seriously, man. You know, so it's been quite a little ride. Well, drunk being aside, what would be your, if someone was in a similar situation, what would be your biggest word of advice for him? Like, if something happened to me tomorrow, what would you say You know, to get me through that? Don't give up. <clears throat> Just push. Just push. Keep it moving. You know, um, sometimes you got to fight tooth and nail just to move forward an inch. Mm-hmm. You know, but forward motion of any kind is better than backward motion. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody says you can't. Okay, well, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. Good. That's what I want to hear. That's awesome. <laughs> that's it. You just keep moving forward. Oh, you don't think I could do it? Oh, okay. Yeah. This. I you think know. we're so many different variations of humans. We all have different ways of doing it. You know what I mean? You just, my thing was I didn't own it. You know, it's just, you know, going back to drum talk, like, you know, playing to a click and with a click, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay, well, I got shot. Okay, well, I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Not be a victim because of it. And so um, it's the same thing. It's just like you just assimilate it as part of who you are and you just keep moving forward. That's just it. And, you know, you can't change it. No. So you got one of two choices. Cry woe is me. Or try and kick ass. Yeah, you kick an ass. That's it. That's <laughs> how you gotta do it, man. <laughs> kick ass. Um, as best as possible. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's a lot, but I kind of wanted to conclude that and just let everyone know your story is fucking awesome. And uh, but I mean, it's everyone has dark moments, but that that's great to know you can pull out of them. Yeah, I mean it, it's. I mean there are some days where I, I questioned. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the bullet uh, can move still. It's Oof. in it's in my right knee, and I'm a you know I'm a right-handed player, so that's my kick drum leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are days I get a few fits, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, oh okay, yeah, you know, ibuprofen it that day, <laughs> you know. There you go. Yeah, but you're playing though. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the important thing. You just keep it moving. Yeah. Oh, oh so kind of going into like more of the uh, the drum gear stuff again. Uh, I mentioned uh, you turned me on to something called the William Drumheads, and I've been digging them ever since. Um, can you just talk about your affiliation with them and how you kind of got started with that product? Um, yeah, that was, um, geez, about two years ago now. I was cruising around Instagram, and uh, I saw a couple videos of uh, some guys playing that had some pretty ridiculous chops, and I'm like, okay, let me see if I can borrow anything he's doing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I was taking a look at the heads. I go, I've never heard of those at all you know i'm like what what is this so i sent a message uh to the company and i liked the sound that i was hearing and the company's like oh yeah we appreciate your you know questions and inquiry but we're not in the united states you know we're working on it so check back in a few months Mm -hmm. Eh, all right whatever you know so a few months goes by i hit them again and uh basically they were like look we're just gonna put you in contact with the owner. Maybe he can do something for you, you know? <clears throat> and so uh, uh, the owner uh, got in touch with me, and his name is Silvio Tonelli. Great guy. He's like the ultimate gentleman, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a conversation, and I was like, look, you know, I'd like to buy a set of heads and try them out, you know, and just kind of see what's out there. So he arranged for a set to get uh, brought up. And this is funny because it, this went on, uh, for probably almost three months, he kept sending me a set of drum heads. I'd pay for him. He'd send them up here. FedEx lost them. 
Ugh. So I get with him. We do it again. And, you know, this time I get half of the box with no heads. And I'm like, seriously, you guys are going to deliver me a piece of cardboard, you know, with my name on it. But there's, there's no box here. Like, what the hell, you know, FedEx. And so uh, I'm starting to think, like, man, he's in Brazil. I'm like, what's going on with this, man? You know, I'm sending money to this guy, you know. Yeah. And I keep not getting anything from FedEx. Well, FedEx kept dropping the ball. So um, finally, we got a set of heads up. And it was the Target Dots. The clear ones, right? The clear, Yeah, the clear Target Dots. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to start with that. You know, I'll start out with the deadest head possible just to see where I'm going to be, you know, mm -hmm. and what the heads are going to do. And to my surprise, man, I mean, I put them on. The The tunability was right there. The response off the head was right there. The sound, uh, they did exactly the opposite of what I thought they would do. It's a two-ply seven-mil head, right, with a little bit of oil around the edge and then a dot in the center. That should be dead. Yeah. No, they're actually very lively <laughs> and resonant. You yeah, know? you hear the 12-inch over there, and it has like almost like a higher-end sound to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is actually, you know, pretty cool. So I was like, well, you know what? Hey, can I uh, try out a few more? And so he uh, arranged for him to come up, and I put those on. I'm like, man, this is great, you know. And so finally I was like, look, can I just buy direct from you? And he's like, um, well, he goes, I've looked up your name, you know, because I had some things that I'd done in the past with, you know, uh, Fear Factor and ABC's making the band, not to name drop stuff, but, you know, oh, I've, cu cool. I've cut I some records and done some work on that aspect, right? Nice. So um, he goes, do you really like the heads? And I was like, yeah, I do, actually. This is, you know, love them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different. They're unique. Um but it's still my sound that I can get out of them, and the feel of them is great. And so um, he talked about a possible partnership of doing a, um, you know, being an endorser of the brand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let's take it slow. And so we did. Finally, I signed on. Nice. And um, he wanted to bring it up to be a um, um, the brand ambassador for the United States. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, we did that and started getting some more heads up and just trying out all the different uh, um, aspects, you know, of the drum heads, you know, all the different models. And so far, everything has been uh, really well, you know, with them. And now uh, we partnered again just to go a step further. And, uh, you know, being the U.S. ambassador, now the uh, um, distributor. Nice. You know, for the U.S. market. So getting, people can buy direct from you, is that correct? Yes, they can They can uh, buy direct from me or uh, williamsdrumheads.us nice. is uh, where we're going to be. But we're on Instagram, we're on uh, Facebook. Um, so we're just getting started mm -hmm. uh, with that. But, you know, for me, it's all about spreading the word now and getting them into as many drummers' hands as possible. But the, the, the cool thing is, and this is something that I want people to understand, it, for me, it's not about selling drum heads. I'm a drummer. Mm -hmm. I started out, you know, as somebody wanting to try a product. You know, I believe in it that much when I was putting out my own money to it. Mm -hmm. You know, so the next evolution is this. So, you know, um, you can trust, you know, I know what I'm talking about with the drum heads because, you know, I also play them. Yeah. You know, um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Nice. Uh, what is your, uh, now that you've been more accustomed to the lines, what are your top 
favorite lines? Like, I know you, you brought up the target dots, but what are you experimenting with and what are you looking forward to trying? Um, right now, well, there's a couple of uh, new ones that are going to be making an appearance here in the coming months. Nice. Um, we'll just say it's similar to an Emperor you okay. know, type of thing. But right now, it's actually going to be the uh, Target series. And the Target series is similar to the Target dot, just mm -hmm. with no dot. You know, 7 mil 2-ply with a little bit of oil around the edge. We have them um, in clear, red, blue, and black. Nice. Um, those are going to be, like, right in between an Emperor and an Evans. Nice. You know, so um, that's kind of what I'm liking right now as a, as a go-to drumhead. But, I mean, I'm also playing around, you know, to be honest with you, with the coated you know single plies yeah and they do the um, one ply clear as well right yeah we have the one ply clear 10 mil for uh, either batter or reso yeah and what are you guys offering for bass drum heads so far so far um all of the target series and the target dot series are available in uh, the bass drum sizes actually all of them mm -hmm. are available in bass drum sizes um for us in the uh, U.S., we have uh, two. We have the Silent Circle, which is a 7 mil, kind of unique. You know, you don't really see a 7 mil on a bass drum batter. Yeah. Uh, with a muffle ring, kind of like a, a P3. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Silent Circle Extreme, which is the 10 mil ver uh, version, which we just introduced, that uh, also has a, a muffle ring on there. And that's more for heavier stuff? or? Uh, yeah, they're both single plies. Um, the 10 mil is going to be more your standard run-of-the-mill um you know, if you're into that single ply type of sound, like nice. a like a power stroke, you nice. know, uh, type of thing. Um, but we are coming out with some two ply. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really I like I hardly don't really do this, but like I, I I do dig their product. I mean, and I play a lot, and they've been holding up. Oh, I know. I've been, I've, I've seen your videos, man. <laughs> you do play a lot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, like I, it's not it's not a, I'm not a weekend warrior. <laughs> right. Well, no, coming from you, it's a it's actually a great thing because you do hit hard. Yeah. You know, and like we had talked about before, put them through their paces. You know, let's see what they will and won't do. And they're, they're surprisingly resilient, man. Yeah, I have no dents. Uh, they stay in tune. I mean, obviously, every time we sit behind a drum set, you tune them. Yeah. But I say they're in tune about 80 to 90% of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they will hold their tuning. Part of that has to do with the short collars that are on them. That's one thing um, to anybody that uh, does pick them up. You'll notice that they do have a very short collar to them. And basically what that is, is you don't have that hard curvature in mm -hmm. the uh, collar to where your bearing edge just kind of ends up where it's going to end up and hopefully it forms. This one, being that it's a, it's a round over and it's short, it is taking the shape of your particular drum's bearing edge. Nice. You know, whether, even if they're a little bit on the, you know, if there's imperfections in the edge, it'll still adhere to it because it's going to actually form to the drum. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So you guys are also doing, is, I don't know if you're just going to say, is you guys are doing drumsticks as well? Yes, that's another thing that's very exciting. Um, Williams does have a uh, line of drumsticks, you know, uh, 7As, 5As, X5As, 5Bs, X5Bs. And for me, happy dance. Um, I got my own signature model with the uh, Williams drumsticks now. I just tried them myself. They're, they're, I, I like the way they feel. I mean, they have a real big butt in on them and they you were saying they're more like a 3a but yeah they feel like a 5b to me yeah they're kind of a um it's it's 3a ish mm -hmm. you know um they're light enough to where um you can you know play lighter styles of music and still get some speed around the kit um but the shoulder and the taper um is a little bit thicker to 
where you're going to get a little bit more power out mm -hmm. of them. So, I mean, it's it for me anyway, it's more of a dual uh, type of stick. They're they're thinner than a 5B, thicker than a 5A, a little bit longer than a 5A uh, is going to be, or a 5B for that matter, um, with a oval slash barrel type of tip. So you get wide cymbal sounds. You don't have to really hit hard. You let the stick do the work. But if you need to throttle back a little bit and be dynamic, you can also do that too. And you still have great durability sitting on them. Now, are you going to be a distributor for those as well? Yes, I will be selling uh, those direct as well as the other uh, sticks um, that William has. Williams has to offer. The sticks are uh, weight balanced, nice, um, and paired up in their uh, you know little matchbox packaging and all that real pro stuff they got going on. Now, I, I don't know. Uh, probably in the future, Barry is going to be like releasing like customer made signature models. Like, is that something? That, I don't know. Um, speaking with Silvio, he's very much a traditionalist mm -hmm. um, when it comes to that. It's one of those things. Um, he still holds the, the title of endorsee yeah. or signature in very high regard. Um, so I, I'm not sure how he's going to proceed with that with the uh, drumsticks. I know he will introduce new models you know, in the future. But right now, it's going to be the, the standard stuff. And, and at the end of the day, the main thing <coughs> is keeping the price point yeah. to where it's very affordable for everybody, but you're not sacrificing quality, mm -hmm. durability, you know, or sound or any of that, you know, um, when you're keeping the cost down. So I think the sticks will come in at around nine bucks. That's pretty good. The pair you gave me, I think, lasted me for about four or five practice sessions. Yeah, those are the five A's, weren't they? Yeah, and honestly, that's hours and hours. So typically, you're not going to say a name, but that's a, that's like quadruple the length of life that you usually find other sticks. Right, and then that's what I was find, finding with uh, some of the other companies um, that I've had relationships with in the past is, you know, I'd sit down and I'd play for about four or five hours a day usually. Mm -hmm. And I'm going through two and three pair. Yeah. You know, I'm, and I'm talking like, you know, I'm rim shotting. You know, I'm I'm playing like I'm on stage. You know, you practice how you, you want to perform. Yeah. And um, yeah, I hit things, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when I was I was breaking a lot of sticks, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Even with the artist pricing, it was still like this is getting kind of crazy. Yeah. So when we came up with um, uh, this design, you know, for uh, my particular model, um, I'm finding now one pair of sticks will last me almost two weeks instead of yeah. two hours. Yeah. You know, um, and that seems to be, you know, the case across the board. Because when I first started playing around with the Williams drumsticks, it was the 5A. Mm -hmm. And those were lasting. And I was like, wow, okay, all right, yeah, maybe we could do something here. But, you know, you got to keep trudging through it, you know, because you don't want to have the Goldilocks, you know, brick of sticks, <laughs> yeah. you know, where everything's just perfect. Uh -huh. And um, so far, so good. I mean, I have zero complaints. And for me, it's actually quite an honor because I'm actually the first um, endorsee of the Williams brand nice. um, internationally and the first one for the company. Jesus, that's badass. So it's a it's a pretty big honor for me and I'm super thrilled about it. So it, for Drum 6, it's the same link, uh, WilliamsDrumHeads.us, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it, right now it would be, uh, we don't have anything listed because this is just now starting to come online. But when it does, it will be on there? Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So since we're on the gear uh, subject, um, you kind of introduced me to some. Your I opened your practice spot, but you introduced me. I uh, kind of want to go over your setup right now with Dixon drums and ten cymbals. Oh yeah. How did you come across the Dixon drum brand? 
Oh, man, that was a uh, gentleman by the name of Joe Beninati. He's a good friend of mine uh, back east. And um, he puts up some videos, and we have a little dialogue going back and forth. And I was like, ah, what is that you're using? And for him, it was the hardware. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's Dixon, you know. I haven't, uh, I haven't really seen Dixon too much. I've only seen him for uh, Greg Bisonati, you know, like here and there. But Greg, yeah. Bennett, I guess he, I don't know if you call him the face of it, but that's where mainly where I saw him. Yes, I saw uh, Greg playing him. And, you know, um, God, there's uh, Stan Lynch, mm. you know, is playing him. Now there's Zach Grooves and, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. <laughs> um, so I was looking and just like, oh. That's kind of cool. I kind of dig the logo, you know, yeah. that weird logo they have on the drums. And I was like, it's kind of intriguing. They sound pretty good. And I like to just use different gear, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I went ahead and bought the pedal, tried it out. And in 10 minutes, man, I just started laughing. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. <laughs> is that a direct drive or a chain? It's a, a chain drive, but it has the uh, horizontal spring on there. Oh, nice. So um, it kind of bridges the gap between a direct and a chain. But it is a chain drive. And I started playing this pedal, and I'm like, this thing is ridiculous. So I'm like, it's time to take a chance on drums. And so uh, we went ahead and ordered up, and it's a, uh, a cornerstone kit. It's like their production maple kit. Mm -hmm. Step above that is the artisan, which is all custom. And, you know, I was doing my research and everything and ordered up the kit, and the drums came in, and the finish was excellent. The edges are clean. The hardware isn't like, you know, cheap chrome plating it's actually nice high polished chrome plating nice. um you know the just the the care in the kit impressed me just bringing them right out of the box nice. so i'm like okay let's set them up and see what they do and i started playing them and i have not heard drums feel sound or feel this good since my tama art stars you know back in the early 90s and it gave me that sound they're a little bit thicker uh maple shell mm -hmm. I mean, they resonate, they're, they're round, they're full, super easy to tune, but the lugs on them, check this one out, they, they use a lug pattern that's similar to Gretsch. So hmm. you're, you have an 8-inch tom with five lugs on it nice. instead of the four. So these things are super easy to tune. Um, they have their um, TMS mounts, free flow. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, what, what are they calling it? Because they have like a rail on the side of them that are for tom or mic mounts. Right, they have these two ears that come off the side, and you can put um, uh, mics on there. Mm. They have a, they sell attachments for it, so it's a little goosenecks for the mics. Um, What's they, a, why that's important to me? I'm sorry to jump in front of you, yeah, but go ahead. a footprint like uh, you don't want twenty boom stands for mics, and just having everything in ease like that is kind of a big difference. Oh, know? it is big time, and you know you can mount it right off the shell there, but mm. the the band that goes around it is um, similar in in. You know, the way Tama does it, or um, the old rims mounts, mm -hmm. you know, the Galgar rims mounts. Um, so the tension rod goes through the grommet, but they're also a little bit adjustable. So you don't have tension on the tension rods mm -hmm. from the from the suspension band. Um, so they float really, really well. Opens the drums up incredibly well. Mm -hmm. Very live, you know, uh, resonant drums. Um but they also have attachments you can put on there for cell phones, mm -hmm. you know, um, Jesus. iPads. I mean, whatever you want on, on these <laughs> things, but it doesn't impede the shell at all. Nice. You know, so, yeah. And you're playing at 8, 10, 12, 16? Currently 8, 10, 12, 16. Um, 
I think it's an 8 by 8, 10 by 8, 12, 9, and nice. then 16 by 16. So a little more on the traditional sizes, which I tend to like, the little bit deeper drums. The 22, right? Yes, 18 by 22. Nice. Incredible, incredible drums, dude. I mean, I can tell you right now, I mean, I love all drums, mm -hmm. but these drums, you know, just fit me, you know, just like a glove. It's it's what I was looking for. And then don't even get me started on their snare drums. Yeah, I was about to bring it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think I saw a hammered brass there. Correct me if I'm wrong. And you have that new uh, the lightning. Oh, correct me. Uh, the, oh, the um, Enchanted Ash. There you go, yeah. I love that. That's 25 plies, right? Uh, that's a 20-ply ash shell. Jesus. And let me back up on something real quick. Joe Beninati, he's the one that you know showed me about the brand. But more importantly, my buddy... Um, Edward Melton, who mm. is also the first, you know, Williams Drumheads U.S. Mm. indoor C. Nice. Him and I are uh, really close. He bought a, a six and a half by fourteen maple, blonde maple sh uh, shell Dixon mm. snare, and he tried it. And he goes through gear quite a bit. And he goes, "What better place to send it to you, you know, th send it than to me?" So he gifted it to me, which Jesus. I thought was like super awesome, cool guy to do that. And. Um, I was like, okay, at this point, I can actually hear a drum. Before I order the kit, I totally uh, spaced on that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Edward. So uh, you're also experimenting with their brass. Was that brass I saw? It was like a blue. That is a uh, titanium plate over Jesus. hammered steel. That's nice. How's that sound? Oh, dude, that thing is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It is. It, it, it's hammered, so it's kind of dry. Yeah. You know, for a metal, you don't get that super hangy type of sound from it and it's a surprisingly warmth and the thing just looks incredible nice so there's that there's the cornerstone maple which that one sounds great that's the one from Edward melton and then uh the enchanted ash yeah it's a 20 ply and they put these electrodes in the shell and actually it it looks like lightning bolt burns yeah i thought it was badass yeah no two drums are the same nice so it's unique to each shell and um all three of those are six and a half by 14s and I mean, I, I mean, what can you say, dude? I mean, it, it's just, I get giddy talking about it. And, and like right now, my whole thing is just cycling through all the dicks and yeah. snares and, you know, anything else I can get my hands on. Great company, man. Great company, high-end gear for sure. And you also introduced me to, uh, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, the sentence symbols. Yes. Uh, and that is actually how I met Dig Zagley. Really? And uh, Juan Miranda, actually, um, he's out in uh, Florida. So when I started doing videos, he reached out to me, hey, I love your plane, you know, hey, have you ever heard of Sentin Cymbals? And at that point, I was ready to start buying cymbals because I'd already picked up a drum kit. And um, him and I, you know, uh, started talking. So I reached out to Arthur Stones. He runs Sentin Cymbal uh, USA, another just incredibly awesome guy. And um, basically, there's no showroom for him, okay? So I was like, well, I'd like to hear him. He goes, well, I have a couple guys out in the Phoenix area that yeah. play them. Let me put you in touch with them. Yeah. So <laughs> lo and behold, I reach out to a guy named Dig Zackley. And I'm like, okay, I know his mom didn't name him that, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> you know? So I reach out and we um, uh, come up with a day to be able to get together and try out some of his symbols. And so we meet up at SER Studios, and I go over there, and this is when he called bullshit on how long I've been playing, oh, you yeah. know, on the E-Kit. And I started playing on the cymbals, and I'm like, wow, you know? Like, one was telling me there'd be 20 bronze or quality stuff, you know? And I was like, yeah, well, I'll be the judge of that, Junior. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And I was pretty much blown away by the sound and the quality of them. So I went ahead and placed an order with Arthur. They do custom work for you too. You want holes in your symbols, you, you want to etch your name on it or your logo. They do custom weights, all this type thing. And so I started jumping down that rabbit hole. Again, being different, because I'd always played Zildjian pretty much my entire career. And uh -huh. I dabbled with Pasty for a little bit there as well. And, you know, I have nothing bad to say about Zildjian or Pasty. They both make awesome uh, symbols. But, you know, again, just being a little different. So ordered some up, and uh, they came in. And they're warm, whole-sounding symbols, very complex if you want to go that route. Or you can have them bright and cutting. Um, like right now I'm playing the LAD series, which is going to be, uh, just your standard, you know, um, like Zildjian type of lathing nice. that's on them with raw bells. Well, I noticed you're just, I played at your place with on the thinner side, which I like thinner symbols. Yes. So they, they were just clean. Like it felt like they were just cutting, but they were clean. Yeah. And, uh, they will do that. And that was just a standard player's pack. There are a few uh, pieces in there that were uh, custom done. Like I had a, a set of hi-hats made for me. Uh, we call them the Geminis. Nice. Where, um, fully reversible. Huh. You know, so you have an unlathed, burnt, looks like a piece of burnt toast, <laughs> you know, top symbol that's really thin with a extra heavy, uh, fully lathed bottom symbol that's brilliant. So you want more stick definition, flip them over. You want more, a little bit looser hi-hat sound, a little more musical hi-hat sound, you go back over to the thinner top. Same thing with the ride symbols. Um, we have the uh, Gemini ride. Really? Yeah, where you have two different lathings, like a fine on the bottom and a heavy lathing on the top. Nice. You know, kind of gives a unique sound. But um, yeah, anybody looking for symbols, Contact uh, Arthur Stones or check out Sentent Symbols USA. Um, it's C-E-N-T-E-N-T. -E -E so it's Sentent, right? Yes. Nice. And got that one right. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're making good stuff, man. They really are. And the price is literally, uh, I would say, half, if not a little bit less than half of what you're going to be paying for uh, full board Zildjian's. Nice. So uh, obviously it never the search really never ends. But what gear are you looking forward to? Drum cymbals, etc. What do you? What's on your wish list right now? To be honest with you, I want to get into a Dixon Artisan kit and nice. just have it fully made in oak. Nice. You Those know, are loud. Yeah, with gold hardware. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm want to go full board, but so yeah. it's like the nice furniture kit that yeah. doesn't leave the house. Well, their their artisan drums are full uh, custom made to order. So oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that at first. I thought it was just like, okay, you can just get a maple shell. No, they do oak, they do thin maple, thicker maple. They'll do birch, mahogany combinations of them because they own their own uh, molds. Oh, nice. Which uh, I didn't know. Hmm. Um, gold plating, black chrome, you know, the whole nine yards. So I mean, literally, you can build your full dream kit uh, through those guys. It's it's incredible. Well, Tommy, it was great to have you on. Uh, I'm really excited to see where, where you go with William Drumheads. Um, like I said, the, the link was williamdrumheads.usa, right? Yes. U.S. Yes. So, yeah, it was a real pleasure to have you on. I hope, like, your story kind of inspires. and it, I mean, it did for me. It pretty much tells me I have no excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's awesome. Is there anyone you want to plug before we go out here? Of course. And, um, man, I can't, you know, show enough appreciation to all these guys, all these um, uh guys that have been supporting the Williams uh, cause here in the U.S. We have Walter Williams, um, David Iba of New Dissidents. Uh, we just signed on David Sheff, uh, Cesar Ramirez of uh, 
corrupt. He's doing like a death thrashing. I mean, we have guys all over the place. We have, we have worship drummers, speed metal drummers, punk drummers. You know, we have Dig Zackley. Nice. Uh, Ross uh, Broadman. He's doing, uh, he's in a pretty actually big band right now doing um, an Eagles uh, cover band. And I saw those guys. And, dude, I was at the Eagles show really? watching these guys. They're incredible. Mike Long, Hugo Francisco, Edward Melton, Trey Calhoun, Brett Sipples, uh, Craig Parton of Parton Custom Drums. Nice. You know, he's actually using the heads, T.E. Carrion. So, you know, hats off to all these guys um, for, uh, you know, showing support and uh, just, you know, helping further the cause. And, you know, it's nice. And I'm meeting a lot of great guys. Yeah, it um, sounds like it's a big networking. Yeah, know. I mean, all these guys I consider uh, dear friends. You know, and um, just a lot of love going on, man. So, yeah, man, check out Williams Drumheads. I mean, I'll be part of the Williams family. Yeah. Well, Tommy, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. I know we're going to see a lot more coming from your channel and that's Williams Drumheads. So thank you. Not a problem, man. Thank you.